You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 115. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering Prosperous Pet Business Podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 115. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you're doing well today. Whenever you're listening to this day or night, I know that I've heard from many pet business owners who listen to this in the car, at the gym, while they're walking dogs, whatever, doing dishes, but wherever you're listening to this, I hope that you are doing really well. I wanted to invite those of you who've been thinking about coaching with me for a while to check out the show notes page today and apply to be coached on the podcast. I would love to work with you. My podcast team reviews all of the applications And if your challenge, question, or business issue is a good fit for the podcast, we would love to have you on and I would love to coach you. You will also find a link to find out more about my private coaching that is not on the podcast. So if you've been wanting to get a private coaching session with me, feel free to check that link out as well. I would love to work with you privately. The show notes page is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 115. That is the number 115. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 115. I also want to let those of you who have never worked with me before know that I do offer monthly webinars and you can find out more about my live monthly webinars and workshops in the show notes page as well. So I would love to work with you that way. We do live Q&A at the end. I sometimes have guest speakers speaking about topics that I am not totally familiar with. And so I have a guest speaker on in that case, but often I do teach many of these webinars and I would love to be able to work with you and help you that way. It's a low cost way to experience what working with me or one of my guest speakers is like and to gain a lot of tips and tools and knowledge and business skills 
for your business. So every month we have one, sometimes we have two, and I would love, love, love to have you be a part of that. So you will find information in the show notes page. You'll also find information about the free Facebook group. We have a wonderful Prosperous Pet Business Facebook group that has nearly 4,000 pet business owners from around the world. You are very welcome to participate in that group and join it. You can search for Prosperous Pet Business on Facebook, or you can go to the show notes page and you will find a link to that private Facebook group. And I'd love to have you be in that. The final thing I want to share with you is I am on Instagram at Pet Biz Coach. You can also find me at Coach Kristen Morrison. That's Coach Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Morrison. And I will have links to both of my Instagrams on the show notes page as well. Once again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 115. Now, today I am coaching Shannon. She has questions about hiring. Now, I know in the last episode we talked about hiring. Today we're going to dive even more deeply into questions around whether to have employees or independent contractors and how to find a low-cost employment attorney to get your labor law questions answered in the least expensive way possible. Employment attorneys can be very expensive, so I have some supportive, low-cost ideas for you, ways to get access to an employment attorney to help you with your labor law questions. It's really important to get those questions answered before you actually hire, if at all possible. So in this episode, we'll be talking about some of the pros and cons of hiring independent contractors. And my coaching client today, Shannon, has a lot of questions that we cover in this episode. Some of the questions that you'll hear her ask me are, does she need to eliminate overnights if she has independent contractors? And if so, are there any possible workarounds in order to keep providing that service for her clients using independent contractors? She also has questions around what's the best way to pay staff and how to hire in ways that will draw the best and most responsible and available staff members, plus a lot more. So now we are going to dive into my coaching session with Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Hi, Kristen. So great to be here with you today. I am so happy to have you here today. So tell me what your business name is and what you most need help with today. And just so you know, you may hear my resident rooster in the background. Um, he was very quiet earlier and now he's, of course, <laughs> Murphy's law going <laughs> off with his crowing. But, um, anyway, just wanted to kind of bring that to your attention. Yeah, no worries at all. I think we're all used to the crazy uh, animal sounds in the background. Totally. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But my business is called the collar club by Shannon. I started it in the end of 2019. Uh-huh. So actually next month will be our three year. Wow. 
anniversary, which is exciting. But yeah, I kind of am just kind of struggling in the sense of I really don't feel like I implemented the best business structure that I could have. And Uh I didn't expect to grow at the rate that I did. Mm -hmm. So now kind of three years in, I'm in a hard spot where I do want to convert over to independent contractors, Mm -hmm. but I'm just really struggling making that switch. It's kind of just been really daunting to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm also very nervous of my clients and also my pet sitters reactions because I am paying them pretty high right now. So I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of just concerned to see what the main differences are of switching Mm -hmm. and maybe the possibilities of keeping half employees and maybe Uh half ICs. Cause we do also do a lot of overnight pet sitting and that is our really big business. And where are you located? I am located in Pennsylvania outside of Philadelphia in Montgomery County. Okay. Got it. So I'm going to give you some kind of caveats around the IC issue, just because it's really important for you to know, and I would be doing you a disservice as a business coach to not tell you. So the IRS is really cracking down on independent contractors, especially in certain states like California, where I'm located, New York, New Jersey, Um, a lot of the coastal states, they're getting audited basically by the IRS. But even in the middle states and in Philadelphia areas. So I just want to give you that heads up because it's going to be really important if you do classify your your staff members as ICs, you're going to want to make sure that you really adhere to the guidelines. Um, So what I'm going to recommend is that you talk to an employment attorney to really hammer out the details to make sure that you can actually do that legally because I wouldn't want you a year from now to get audited. You know, you're trying to perhaps save some money and time and energy. I think that's why you might be converting. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, totally okay. correct. Especially in the last couple of months, I feel like I've been reading more about how they're really cracking down yes. on ICs. Exactly. And so a lot of people will have ICs because it's less expensive and it's easier to run their business. Those things are very true. But what's also true is that if you get audited a year, two years, five years from now, you could end up paying a lot in penalties and fees if you've misclassified them, you know, incorrectly. So the first step, really, I'm going to be giving you some action steps today is to talk to your employment lawyer or find an employment lawyer. And what you can do is you can actually go through SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives. I'm certain they have a chapter in Philadelphia. What I'm not certain about is if they have a a retired employment attorney on staff, but if they do, you could get your questions answered for free, which would be great and ideal. So that would be the first thing I would do would be to reach out to SCORE. Again, it's the acronym is Service Corps of Retired Executives, people that are volunteering their time and energy to help small business owners. They're such a great organization and they're all over the United States. So that's the first thing. The other thing is if for some reason they don't have an employment attorney, in your state, and you really do want one in your state, you don't want to get one that's in Texas or California, you want somebody that's actually practicing law in your state, because they'll know all the rules and regulations. 
Um, but if SCORE doesn't have an employment attorney, what you can do is you can search online for low-cost legal aid, small business, and see if something pops up. A lot of times there are legal organizations that help small businesses. You can also reach out to the Small Business Administration. The last thing I would do if all of these things don't work to find an employment attorney that's low cost would be to go through LegalZoom, which is a prepaid legal site. And it's a membership site, basically, that you pay a monthly fee. And then you can ask questions, you can get your contracts reviewed. And basically, you might do it for, say, two or three months pay the monthly fee. And then when you no longer need legal help, you just discontinue the membership. So I think they do have a minimum of two or three months that you would sign up for, but it's very inexpensive and you would be able to get your questions answered. But again, you would want to make sure it's somebody that's actually in your state that you're working with. So that's the first action step you know, that I want you to take starting with SCORE and reaching out to them. An employment attorney will also be able to determine what the pay rate would be. And if you can pay per piece, which is basically per job, or if you need to pay per hour. So that would be something that I would also talk to them about. The other thing is with overnight pet sitting, it's Absolutely. I think it's impossible to have an employee that is an overnight sitter because you would have to pay them so much per hour and they would also get paid while they're sleeping, which would be Mm -hmm. very expensive for you, very expensive for the client. So if at all possible for you to have ICs as, you know, for the overnight pet sitting positions, that would be the first place I would start to see if that's even possible in your area. Um, The thing about ICs and employees, one of the main differences, I mean, there's a checklist. So if you Google independent contractor checklist IRS, you will see a list of items that you do need to adhere to in order to have your staff members be actual ICs. But one of the main things is that you cannot have any control over these ICs if you hire them as ICs. So what that means is you can't tell them when they need to arrive at a sit, when they need to depart. They could actually get someone to fill in for them that you don't know about. That's Yes. And I do have that all in my contracts and everything. I do have them sign an independent contractor agreement. Beautiful. Yeah, I did. I did kind of get this advice from someone else in the area who has been doing this over 30 years. So that is kind of why I did the independent contractor route. But now, you know, I am regretting that because I do feel like they are misclassified and I'm kind of very well aware of it. Yeah. Okay. So I know I like need to make the switch. Yeah. It's more so now like, yeah, like do I have to completely eliminate overnights or do I have to only well, have them maybe three nights a week and then it's not overtime. So yeah. I don't know. It's been really kind of tough to navigate that. it. I totally understand Shannon. And it is the overnight piece is really hard. What some people are doing and Uh, it's like, is it legal or not? It really depends on what state you're located in and what your employment attorney is, what kind of advice they're giving you. But what some people are doing is classifying them like 
kind of like childcare providers. So basically they're independent contractors, but they're caretakers, you know, of the house and the pet that won't work in every state though. So that would be something that you would definitely want to ask an employment attorney to see if there's a way that you could classify them similar to what a childcare provider would be who's staying overnight in someone's home, taking care of children. That could be a workaround. Okay. Gotcha. Y'all definitely have to check that out. Yep, exactly. So what are some of your other questions around this? Yeah, I guess also, I mean, one of them was overtime. So you kind of did confirm yeah. that that's definitely a thing. I didn't know if it maybe is. like the sleeping hours would make no, that go away. I wish. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's why the per piece is going to be really important because if it is per piece, that could be per night. So in that case, you may be able to pay them a certain amount per night. So that's something to ask the employment attorney. Can I, in my state, can I pay per piece instead of per hour? And here's what I'm thinking about paying them for these many hours per piece. Is that all right? So you just really want to clarify it with that employment attorney. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I think that also kind of answered one of my questions, which was how is the best way to pay? Because I do hear some people do hourly, some people do per visit, Mm -hmm. and you know, some people do gas and others don't. So yeah, I guess I've just trying to been figure figuring that all out. But if I guess I talk to these tell me what's even legal in the state. Yes, exactly. And okay. the mileage is going to be important. Most pet sitters and dog walkers need to pay um, mileage. Now that isn't including when, let's say you hire a sitter to do like three different visits in the morning. It doesn't include the mileage of them leaving their home and going to the first sit, but that mileage fee would be the going from the first sit to the second sit, going from the second sit to the third sit. When they're leaving the third sit, you don't have to pay mileage. So it would just be that kind of leapfrog from the first to the second, the second to the third. Yeah. The in-betweens. And how about say they only worked morning and then like evening, do you have to count the driving in between on like the five hour break? Let's say. Uh, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I think that would be a split shift. And so it would be considered that second part would be, you wouldn't have to pay that first leg as they head to the first evening set. But I would ask an employment attorney about that just to make sure. Okay, definitely. Yeah. And then I just kind of wanted to know what the main differences would be with switching over. Okay. So you're going to be paying more for employees, for sure. There's going to be payroll tax. There's going to be workers comp. Um, There's going to be more paperwork involved. I mean, all of these things, I feel like, oh, I hate telling business owners this because it is more money that you're spending when you switch from ICs to employees. It's more paperwork. The good news is you can get someone to help you with that paperwork, with the tallying up of the hours. And if you have a software system, do you have a software system that kind of keeps track of everything? Yeah, I do. I use time to pit. Awesome. Okay. So what you would want is 
you could have a bookkeeper, not an accountant, because an accountant's going to charge a lot more for this. But you can get a bookkeeper to basically submit payroll. And there may be a way with your software system where it can go directly to a payroll system or they can actually tap into the software. So there are a number of payroll systems out there. One of the most widely known in the United States is called Paychex. It's P-A-Y-C-H-E-X, Paychex. And they basically do a payroll service where they deduct taxes out, they have the checks sent each, you know, every two weeks or however often you pay or weekly. And basically you tell them how often to pay your staff and then they can tap into the software system. So I would really recommend hiring somebody to do that unless you feel absolutely competent to do that. And a lot of business owners perhaps even do feel competent to do that work, but they don't really want to. And if it's something that you're finding yourself dragging your feet doing, I would just hire somebody to do it. It actually isn't very expensive. It might be a hundred a month, maybe 150, depending on how many people you have, but it'll be worth it because you'll have somebody else who's responsible for actually tallying it correctly and taking care of all the the legwork of paying your people. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Yeah, and I guess another question that I have that's just a little bit off topic. That's okay. If you have any recommendations on the best like target hire, maybe age-wise or availability-wise, yeah. just in the sense of I, I do have a lot of overnight sitters and a lot of them are like my age between 20 and 30. Mm-hmm. And 
they do a lot of overnights, but they also have a lot of plans. And that's yes. obviously yeah. that comes in with independent contractors too. not really, sure, sure. Uh, you know, say they so, have to do any stops, only giving them the recommendations. So sometimes exactly. I have a hard time with scheduling as well. So that was kind of like the other thing I yep. had mentioned is scheduling is sometimes an issue. And I don't know if that's maybe because of contractors or because mm -hmm. of the age group I typically hire. It's um, probably more the age group than anything else, because a lot of, you know, I'm generalizing here, but, you know, 20, 30 year olds are out having fun. They're enjoying themselves <laughs> and hopefully older people are too, but you know, usually perhaps not as much. Now, the thing about hiring different age groups is that you can't specify in ads, you know, who you want to hire and what age group that's considered ageism. And you will be definitely getting penalties and fees, to, you know, if somebody calls you out on that. So we don't want that to happen. But just having said that, when you're hiring people, what some people do is they're kind of thinking about perhaps hiring moms for dog walking, you know, who whose kids are in school during the day. That can be great. So they basically target hire in specific areas where there are a lot of moms. Let's say a mother's club newsletter might be a good area to market for moms. So you want to go to where your target market is in order to hire those people. Um, the other thing is like, let's see, retired people could be good. I had a number of retired people who did overnights and they absolutely loved it. They had a lot of freedom. Um, they were able to be there a lot, which a lot of clients really appreciated. Um, they were kind of homebodies. This is again, is a gross generalization. It's not you know, true for every retired person. There are a lot of active people who are busy out there, but, you know, the ones that I hired that were retired seemed to really enjoy just being in these homes and kind of getting a little vacation from their own home. So, yeah. And I do have a couple older ladies and they do great. They have a lot more availability. I must, yeah. I must say the yeah. only thing with that is I do feel like I have a good amount of dogs, maybe even like half of them that uh -huh. are just super energetic, yeah. you know, pull hard on the leash. Yes. So that's where I get super nervous in that aspect. And that is yeah. kind of why. Um, I went a little bit younger mm -hmm. for the most part and also mm -hmm. being, I have a lot of friends and girls I know that are around my age in uh -huh. this area. So yeah. I actually personally know a lot of my, that's great. Yeah. My girls as well. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of weighing one thing over the other. And, you know, when you're hiring somebody, you generally can't get your whole list of what you want. You just, it's kind of hard. So what you might want to do is put the younger people be a good matchmaker, put the younger people with the energetic dogs, put the older people, you know, who maybe aren't as energetic. I mean, there are a lot of older people who are like, you know, 70 is sometimes the new 50 these days, you know? So I wouldn't think too much about that, but you can get a sense when you're meeting somebody about their ability to work with a dog that might be very hyper or strong. And even asking them, like, how comfortable do you feel with dogs that are very energetic, very strong? And when you're interviewing them, I would actually have a very strong, energetic dog with you. 
Maybe it's a client's dog. Maybe it's your dog. Maybe it's a friend's dog. But at the interview and say, let's go for a walk as part of the interview after you've talked to them. And, you know, go, you can hold the dog and you can see how comfortable they are right then and there. And that's going to be really helpful for you in that moment to be able to see, can they handle a dog that's very hyper? Not everybody can, even like super young people can't always handle a dog that's a little crazy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know some, some crazy ones out there. <laughs> Love them all, but <laughs> I know, I know. There are get my arm workouts a little totally. bit more some days. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anything else? Um, I mean, I could go on all day, but <laughs> why don't you, what, that was one more question that you have. Yeah. Do you think it's best to only stay with part-time girls rather than having full-time employees? Because I was like kind of reading that, or maybe I heard uh, that somewhere that yeah. it's better to have all part-time. And in yes. my head, I didn't really feel like that, but now I'm wondering maybe uh-huh. I should try to stick more to that because it kind of is hard in today's economy to pay someone full time and also them feel like they're, you know, fine and support it without needing money. Yeah. I think it's a good idea to hire only part-time people for a couple of reasons. One is they're going to be more likely to feel like it's a fun job than if they're doing it full time. That's just the reality. When somebody's doing it full time, it can get kind of monotonous and old. Whereas if it's a part-time job and they have other things going on, other jobs that aren't related to pet care, um, they're going to be more likely to think about it like a fun job and they'll probably be more likely to stay for a longer period of time. So um, also the other reason why I think it's important to hire only part-time people is if you have somebody that's full-time and then they quit suddenly, which does happen. I had it happen a number of times. And if you have someone that's doing a bunch of dogs, taking care of a bunch of dogs, a bunch of cats, and then they quit, you're up a creek. And sometimes even two or three people may quit at the same time. Sometimes there's like a mass exodus through no fault of your own or anybody else's. It's just kind of the reality of what can happen in this business. You know, people move their situations change, they want a different type of job, whatever. So I would hate to see you invest a lot of time and energy in this one person who's working full time and then they quit. And it can also be challenging for your clients as well, your human clients, if they have to suddenly kind of get a pinch hitter of somebody else. And it's a lot of work to introduce this new person Totally. Yeah. And that was like such another question, which will have to be like another coaching call. But yeah, like I'm so nervous to like tell my clients that really they need to trust that I have a big team and it can't just be one sitter because that is another problem that I really deal with everybody. Not everyone. That's a lie, but a lot of people do want to just have the same person. Yep. So yeah. yeah. And like just two weeks ago, I had two girls, two of my full-time girls out with COVID. So it was just like a crazy, crazy time trying to get things covered. And yeah, Yeah. it was. And imagine if everybody was full-time and you had two people just suddenly out. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That would be really challenging. 
So, you know, I'll just speak briefly on this because I think it is important and I'd like to leave you with this. So what you're going to want to know is that in your mind, it's harder perhaps than it is for clients. They're not going to be totally thrilled with having multiple people, but it's not the end of the world. They'd rather likely have multiple people with your company than use a brand new company, right? With a new owner that they don't know. So what you want to do is really be confident when you're wording it with clients, either in your email that you send out or if you're personally telling them. And the thing is, I recommend that clients meet whoever's going to be in their home with their pets. So it'll be more energy for you, time to set that up. You'll have to pay to have the clients meet that sitter or walker. You know, you'll have to pay that walker for that meet and greet. But I think it's worth it because then you have, say, two or three people trained on a client and that will serve you well. So it's a lot of time and energy in the beginning to and money to kind of get everybody trained on everybody or as many as possible. But wow, when something happens, when the poop hits the fan, it's like you will be fine and your clients will be fine and they'll be comfortable. They'll be like, okay, I met that person. So that's what I'm going to recommend. When things calm down just a little bit, you know, right now you're in a lot of flux, you're trying to figure out how to classify your people and all of that. But when you don't have a big project to take on like this, of this decision, then I would be looking at, okay, how can I train my as many people as possible on each client so that I have backup? Because the thing is, you don't want to be the emergency backup because then you're working all the time. Like even if you've stepped away from doing the pet sitting and dog walking yourself, if you're the one who's always coming in to take care of emergencies, you've got a full-time job there, you know, because emergencies are going to arise. We want the people that you have trained on your clients so that you have more peace and calm and serenity and your clients do too. And the dogs. Yes, that's what I am hoping for. And yeah, yeah, I feel confident that in the next year too hopefully oh, yeah. have everything more in place but I'm definitely Absolutely. getting to the point where I would rather just be hands-off and yep helping schedule and do all of that but yeah it's so good to get clear on that and a lot of pet sitters and dog walkers who own companies take a lot longer than you to get clear on that and here you are at year three already clear and part of that is you've had a wave of success with lots of interest and clients coming on. And you have a lot of great staff members, it sounds like. So it's, I I see you as just really being able to create massive success, if that's the direction that you want to go in. Yes, you're you're definitely the inspiration. Goal is definitely to sell it down the line. And all right, years but definitely yeah, love what I do. So. Yeah, love love all the oh. dogs and other animals. Oh. But you know how hard it can be for everyone yeah. in the industry. So oh, it is. Yeah, it's everyone you know, else. People, well. no, people don't realize it. They think oh, it's such a fun job, and it is. But wow, it's a lot navigating the humans 
the animals, if you're a pet sitter, dog walker, you're dealing with the homes, mail, plants, you know. Especially the, like, just 24-7, basically, because weekends, overnights, everything, it just never, never ends. I know. But setting office hours is going to be really beneficial for you and getting a manager eventually, you know, or an admin assistant to help you. Yes, that's definitely something I'm interested in. I've just been nervous to make the leap because I think they say, you know, keep it with someone in your business already. It would be much better because they know the back end of the business. They do the service and probably whoever you hire, if you do hire somebody within your business, will know a lot of the clients too. So it'll be kind of pre-paved for success and that transition. So yeah, that's something that I would really recommend. Awesome. All right. Yeah. I, re- yeah, I really appreciate your time. This you're was a blast and you're just the best. So I really Thanks. appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you got a lot out of that coaching session with Shannon and me coaching Shannon on the podcast today. If you would like to be coached on the podcast, you can go to the show notes page to apply to be coached on the podcast. The show notes page is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 115. That is the number 115. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 115. And you will also find a link to find out more about my private coaching. If you don't want to be coached on the podcast, but you do want to be coached by me, you'll find information about the one-on-one coaching that I do. I also work with partnerships. I've been working with a lot of partnerships recently, and I also have VIP coaching days. So you can either do in-person day-long coaching with me or even half-day coaching with you, your partner, your team. I would love to work with you and you can find out more on the VIP coaching day link, which you will find in the show notes page. Also, if you're not currently a member of the Prosperous Pet Business Facebook group, I would love to have you be a part of that. You can also find information about that in the show notes page, but if you'd like, you can search on Facebook. Just search for Prosperous Pet Business and you'll see that it's a supportive community. We would love to welcome you with open arms. It's just a great community of pet business owners from all over the world and just absolutely supportive, loving, kind, a really unique and wonderful group of pet business owners. And I would just love to have you be a part of that. So you'll find a link in the show notes page for that as well. And if you are on Instagram, I would love to have you follow me and I would love to follow you. So I am at pet biz coach, pet biz coach on Instagram, or you can find me at coach Kristen Morrison. And that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N. So Coach Kristen Morrison or Pet Biz Coach, and you will find links to my Instagram accounts in the show notes page as well. I'm going to give you that link one more time. ProsperousPetBusiness.com forward slash podcast 115. 
I hope you have a wonderful day or evening wherever you're at in the world. Thank you so much for being a listener of this podcast. It means a lot to me. We have just hit 170,000 downloads, which is just astounding to me. 170,000 episodes have been downloaded by pet business owners from all over the world. And it's just amazing. And it's because of you wonderful listeners. So thank you so much for being a part of this podcast community. I welcome you in the Facebook group so I can get to know you there. I also welcome you to schedule a private coaching session with me or apply to be coached on the podcast. I would love to work with you on the podcast here. Take good care. Bye. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you are at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.